You only have one life to live, so get the most out of it. On Good Life, Great Life, join me, Brian Highfield, and my guests as we share success stories, habits, mindsets, and lessons learned by successful people. These lessons are not taught in schools, but are critical for getting ahead in life. Whether you want a successful business or career, optimal health, or a lifestyle that most people just dream of, Good Life, Great Life has you covered. After retiring from a successful corporate career in my 40s, I founded multi-million dollar businesses in the sports and healthcare arenas. Now, I help everyday people maximize their lives and speak regularly at seminars, on podcasts, and radio shows to share principles on the topics of health, wealth, and happiness. Don't let a good life get in the way of a great life. Join me today on Good Life, Great Life. Well, welcome to another episode of Good Life, Great Life, where we bring you uh, some successful entrepreneurs where you can hear their stories about what it takes to start uh, a successful business. And so today we have Seshu Matabushi. So Seshu's from Dallas, Texas, and he is the founder and creator of MConnect, which is a, uh, a solution, a marketing uh, system solution for restaurants. So welcome to the program, Seshu. Thank you very much, Brian. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. Now, tell us a little bit about what inspired you to be an entrepreneur in the first place and want to start a business. Um, so I consider myself to be analytical, always like looking for solutions to problems. Um, so with that, I always try to see whatever um, out there in the sense from a market uh, potential pers perspective, I try to see here coming back to MConnect as a solution, right? Like I was working on another idea during which I interacted with a lot of um, restaurant owners, specifically mom and pop shop owners. And then during my interaction, I figured out that most of these uh, mom and pop owners, when they start a restaurant business, um, they actually have great product, but they also have unusual expectations in the sense that, hey, they think that my product is very good. I would actually have a lot of business out there. Um, and they're, most of them are being chefs or operationally oriented, not market savvy or marketing savvy. So um, they, when they start the business, they either go to business and then with very marketing um, uh, or focus, or maybe they would go or come across one person who say that, hey, we are basically, <clears throat> excuse me, publishing um, an ad page or something which will go to 20,000 people will you be able to handle 2000 families in the month one? And that's pretty much it. That's their marketing um, um, budget in the sense. So anyways, so what I've figured out is like from a need perspective, I figured like from a mom, from a restaurant's perspective, marketing has to be something which has to be and not an afterthought, but it has to be an initial thought itself in a sense, right from the beginning even before you can think of the concept, you need to think of the location and all those kind of things. And that's how MConnect has, uh, has, has uh, from an idea to basically an execution or an ideation process, right? So that's how I've come up with this idea called MConnect, so. Yeah, so you saw, you saw that there was a need out there for this, right? Because there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of mom and pop run, run businesses, run restaurants. And so you saw this need. Now, did you have a job in this space before or what, what was your background? So 
before that i was actually i was working on another idea it was like a, a, a group on clone for the indian community as part of that um, when interacting with a lot of uh, small businesses most of them are restaurants trying to come up with um, uh, coupons and all those kind of things that's when i realized that that um, that again going back to the marketing need right like again if if you look at our proposition it's not just um, we do not just do social media. We do not do reputation management. We basically look at marketing as a whole. And again, in terms of the need itself, if you look at it, people do not think like marketing as customer centric. And that's what M Connect brings to the table where we focus on who a particular customer is for a particular restaurant. And then based on that, we try to come up with some strategies and some um, channels and all those messages and all those kind of things, which will basically make sure that we bring people to the store and bring uh, awareness and all those kind of things. So going back to your uh, question, yes, I was actually interacting with a lot of restaurant owners in my previous life before M-Connect. And that's how I actually realized that there is a specific need which focuses mostly on what we call as a customer-centric marketing um, strategies. Great. So our audience, a lot of a lot of people are thinking about you know starting a business and maybe looking at a a niche like like you have um, and and build a successful business out of. What advice would you give those people that are that are thinking about starting starting their own business and being an entrepreneur? Um, I would actually give maybe two advice. Um, again, as I said, I'm still learning as. Every day is new for me in the sense I interact with a lot of uh, restaurant owners. I basically interact with partners and all those things. And every day is a learning experience. But um, top of my head, I can I can think of two main things that are very crucial for me as a, as a, as an entrepreneur that helps me sustain. Right. Um, one is whenever you come up with an idea, make sure that you are actually validating the idea. A lot of entrepreneurs think that, hey, idea is very, is, is very crucial. I don't want to share with people. Let me kind of like work in, in my own um, room or like try to do stuff by themselves without, and then when they try to go to the market, it fails miserably. The reason being that you need to talk to people ideas are a dime a dozen end of the day when you like for example when we were like when i was talking about thinking about m connect i talked to a lot of people saying hey this is what i'm thinking of what do you think what would be the price point what do you think how i should basically approach and i got like a lot of good advice in terms of saying hey like yes i would be willing to pay x amount of dollars but you also need to show results how could you quantify the results and how would you position it um, do you have to go through mom and pops or can you go to franchises or franchisors and all those kind of good advice. So make sure that before you jump, talk to as many people as possible, validate the idea. But it doesn't mean that like you just take every advice that you're getting, right? End of the day, you need to use your own judgment. That's number one advice I would say before even you can get started. The second thing is, always, always think about this as, as a marathon. It's not like, entrepreneurship is not like, a, is not like a sprint. You need to basically pace yourself in terms of uh, making sure that you can sustain, right? It's, it's a lot of ups and downs. So that means when I'm talking of marathon, you need to actually have a lot of 
um, um, and, and sustenance power. That co power comes only through good uh, family network. So you can depend on them when you're down or when you're feeling low or something like that. Friends who can basically, who can, you can depend on, right? And obviously you need to think about this in, uh, as a long drawn, it's like success doesn't come overnight, uh, right? So people, when they hear all these, someone who made millions of dollars and all those kind of things, they do not re recognize the fact that it does take a lot of effort and it is a team effort. It's not just you as a single entrepreneur. I wouldn't say like anyone, if you obviously I'm kind of quote a lot of big names here, Zuckerberg or whatever be the case, even your local restaurant owner or even a small business owner, right? Do not think of entrepreneurship as making billions of dollars, right? But even like a, an owner or anyone has to depend on his employees, on his partners and all those kind of things. So think of it as a long-term goal and make sure that you have the right sustenance in terms of having the right partners, right employees and everything. Obviously there has to be a lot of things which has to go in the right direction and it does not come, it has to be a practice as in it's not like you can find good employees on try number one, right? And on those kind of things. So you need to have good partners as well. You cannot do everything by yourself. So it's, it's a marathon, which obviously when you think of a marathon, you need to basically train yourself. You need to go through that extra mile, making sure that like after the 16th or the 17th, the dead mile, you make sure that you are actually hitting your marathon goal kind of a thing. So these yeah, are I, my top two advices. So. I, I think those are two excellent pieces of, of advice for people. Um, and something you said was kind of striking and kind of plays into both your points. Um, you know, you said there's the ideas are a dime a dozen and I can't agree. There's so many good ideas out there. And I think what separates successful entrepreneurs from other people uh, is, is the work that's involved. And I think that ties into your second point is you can have a great idea, but it means nothing if you're not willing to do what it takes to actually go out and implement that idea. Is that, do you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, as I said, execution is everything. Maybe idea is 0.01%, the rest of 99.99 is, is execution. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And so you went out and you, you sought help. Like you said, you need to validate that idea. You do some market research and see if this is something that actually can actually make money at and that there's a demand for and things like that. But you, you sought help of people. And so talk about mentorship and, and finding a mentor and, and who are the right people to ask the questions. So in, in my case, to be very frank, when I was actually looking at restaurants, I was actually going to restaurant owners and I was actually going to franchisee developers and um, I was not looking for money or at that point of time, I did not go and try to raise like thousands and thousands of mm -hmm. dollars because for me, it's more about validation. So in terms of mentorship, right, try to find someone who's actually in that industry who can basically give you who has been through that or who can basically give you some solid advice. Do not just go because it's a big name kind of a thing, right? Um, again, I'm just giving an example here, right? I cannot go and ask uh, a billionaire just because he's a billionaire to talk about restaurants, right? Uh, so make sure that whenever you're talking to a mentor, he or she basically has some, they have gone through the the trenches in terms of work-wise, whatever industry you are in, whether it's in restaurant or high-tech or, or healthcare or whatever be the case, right? Or retail kind of thing. And then 
before you are going to that particular mentor, you need to basically ask yourself as to what exactly you're looking for, right? In the sense that, hey, most of the times for me, um, obviously at different stages of life of an entrepreneurship, your mentorship or the relationship changes. At the very initial beginning, your mentor can be someone who can actually validate the idea, who can basically give you advice and all those kind of things. As you progress along the lines, the mentor you are looking for can be looking for who can help you scale the business, right? If you are having issues with your setting up your sales um, force or something like that, something someone who has actually done sales or something on those lines. And then when you're trying to raise money and all those kind of things, or maybe partnerships, then your mentorship, the, the kind of mentor you're looking for could be someone who has been a VC or who has raised funds or who can basically open doors for you to talk about strategic alliances. So you need to basically think about where you stand with regards to your venture. And based on that, you need to go for a mentor who can basically help you. Again, you need to be very clear in terms of what exactly you're looking for when you approach any person and what advice you're, so that mentors, if you look at it, right? Again, end of the day, there are a lot of people who can approach the mentor and say, hey, I need advice. And then I can give you a whole lot of talking, a lot of talking and no specific points. You're wasting the mentor's time as well as your time. So I would basically focus on these two aspects. What exactly you're looking for and where in your journey are you and you can approach the right person in terms of um, if, if whatever you are asking, if it fits the profile of that particular person. So in, in all your, your conversations and, and talk to these people, I mean, you're, you talk, you're talking to successful restaurant people, um, which, which is great, right? So these people obviously are successful, so you can talk to them to understand how the business works and, and learn from them. I always say, if you, if you want, when someone has, you, get, you have to go uh, do what they do, right? And so you, you kind of learn that way. Uh, and you also said something striking because you said you need to use your own judgment when you get when you get advice from people as as well. So have you ever gotten bad advice from from people you 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 sought uh, you sought the, what they thought? I, I wouldn't call that as a bad advice, right? End of the day, whatever. Again, my perspective is that people love to talk whenever uh -huh. you approach someone. Again, most of them, I can right? They love to talk, and at the end of the day, it's like. It's like chafing. You need to basically figure out what exactly is worth it, right? Um, so in yeah. terms of, again, to be very frank on the bad advice part, I have, it's not just that, like, again, um, initially you talked about, it's not just, I, I, I talk to like people who are successful uh, restaurateurs. I also talk to people who fail, right? Mm. End of the day, you learn from them as well. Right in terms of making sure what mistakes they have committed or what things they have not done right so that you can basically learn from that. Um, so from that perspective, it's not a question of bad advice. I would actually say that, hey, um, one of the things maybe in previous life was we raised funds and um, there was this spray and pray kind of a thing. Do not basically, one of the things which we have done was go to multiple cities, not in this venture, but before venture was like where we went to multiple cities before we could consolidate uh, or we could get a foothold in a current city kind of a thing. That was like basically the um, another venture which we have started. So um, that was something which I regret. So again, going back, like you need to make sure that you focus on one thing and make sure that you do that right. 
Awesome. Good advice. So where, let's talk about your lifestyle a little bit, because a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, may, they may be coming from an employment background where they were working a nine to five and they, then they become, you know, they, they, maybe they have a side business and it becomes a main business. Maybe it's a hobby. It starts making money, but then they find themselves working 24 <laughs> seven. They're always, they're always putting, putting in time towards that. Now, a lot of people don't mind that because that's, that's their passion. A lot of people, other people would look at that and say, well, did you really gain anything? You're, you're putting all your time into this. You have no free time. Um, kind of where do you fall on the spectrum or, or maybe you're past that point and maybe, you know, the business kind of runs itself and you, you have that free time, but where, where do you fall in that spectrum right now? Yeah. So right now I would say that, um, the business at this time is, I used to work, like I would say 16, 17 hours a day, and it was all like all over the place kind of a thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, my family used to get very frustrated because I'm not there when they need me, but they are still understanding in terms of what I do. And as you said, it's the passion which basically makes you drive. It's, it's end of the day, if you're not passionate enough for anything, even entrepreneurship all the more because you're not seeing the results from day one, you will not go anywhere. Again, like, uh, right? Again, my perspective on that one is you need to have passion. So in terms of at this point of time, Obviously, it's still and it's not in a cruise mode, but it's getting there, and we are able to like um, get good partners and good uh, employees and all those kind of things. That's where it is. Um, and in terms of the lifestyle itself, right? Again, um, there are two kinds of entrepreneurship, right? Like one is basically who is trying to grow the business and make sure that it is sustainable and all those kind of things, and one is more like a lifestyle business. So you need to think of which path you want to choose? Are you basically looking at something I want to do on the sites and basically I'm okay with that? Like, let's assume you're selling knit, uh, knitwear or something like that on, on e-commerce site. Maybe whenever you get an order, I'll fulfill it or something on those lines. But do you really want to go and sell this knitwear to local, let's assume you have a nice product or something like that? Do you want to go to trade shows? Do you want to approach Amazon to sell on amazon.com? Are there any publications which talks about knitwear where your <coughs> business can be um, listed or you your name can be featured and all those kind of things? So you need to look at all these aspects and, and then kind of decide for yourself as to what kind of things that you want. And, and again, I'll go back to my earlier thing, right? If you are in this for an entrepreneurship um, in terms of um, a long run, make sure that you can sustain that. It, again, it's not like you cannot run a sprint and then uh, and then just fall on the sides because mm -hmm. that is a, a sure way of failure for at least from my perspective. So yeah, a lot of people suffer burnout because they put so much time into it and and they burn out before they get it across the the finish line. So I, I see exactly what what you're saying there. What what what's next for Seshu? I mean, what's what what is your next big thing and and what uh what are you looking to in your next phase of of being an entrepreneur? Um, obviously from my point of view, right, there are, um, I'm a more of a metric driven, uh, driven guy. So, I'm obviously looking at, um, number of clients, number of, uh, partners and all those kind of things. But I do actually have like a, a 2025 goal. And hopefully if I meet that goal, I would basically try to see, um, again, make sure that M connect as a company has, 
made a difference in terms of a lot of uh, restaurant owners and be it a mom and pop or be it a franchisee location still. So we are positioning our, our platform in terms of helping people out because that's what I'm passionate about because that's what I, you know, obviously everyone says that I want to give something back to the community. I am kind of giving back to the community based on like, um, I just had an interview with uh, or met with a new potential client yesterday and they are very successful in one state, but they are struggling here. And it's for me, if I make a difference in terms of raising their revenues and all those kind of things, I feel good about it. So in terms of what next for me is, I want to make sure that I can grow so that I can make an impact in terms of restaurant owners slash platform slash franchisees slash franchisors. And at the same time for my employees as well, they feel that they are doing something in terms of um, some something they are learning and also giving back to the community kind of a thing. So um, I hope that answers the question. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's great. Awesome. So how can our audience learn more about AmConnect or be able to connect with you, Seshu? Um, they can actually go to our website, which is mconnect.com and uh, connect with a K, M-K-O-N-N-E-K-T.com. And if they need any specific advice with regards to entrepreneurship or anything like that, um, they can send an email at uh, mobile at mconnect.com or search me up on LinkedIn as well. Um, or if there are any other restaurant uh, owners or anyone out there who needs some help or at least guidance or whatever be the case, they're also more than free to um, reach out to me. And we do actually help out restaurants who are struggling and we have done in the past where we have done some pro bono um, advice and as well as some marketing help for those restaurants who are struggling because of the COVID and all those kind of things. So um, awesome. Great stuff. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being with us today, Seshu. This has been awesome. Uh, so our guest today has been Seshu Matabushi, who is the founder of MConnect. And so that does it for today's episode of Good Life, Great Life. And I hope you join us next time where we have another great topic about entrepreneurship, business, and leadership. Thank you so much, Seshu. Thank you very much, Brian, for your time. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Good Life, Great Life, brought to you by Brian Highfield. We hope you enjoy listening to this week's guests and stories. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.